What's up, everybody? You're now listening in to the Truth Pace Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Jesse. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about social media and the influence it has on girls today. I've got a soon-to-be two-year-old girl. And a music video I watched recently got me worried about what the hell is she going to have to show in order to get exposure on social media if these girls that they are showing the most. Followed by a very explicit story of the ping pong show in Thailand. You don't have to listen to it, but if you do listen to it, it's very graphic. You've been warned. To those of you who have subscribed, I appreciate it. Those listening for the first time, what's up? Go ahead and leave me a rating. If you're listening in on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts, however you're listening, I appreciate it. And as always, it's Truth Pace. Real people, real topics, real talk. Bunny. Truth Pace, brush up. There are things that you don't think about until you become a parent. And there are things that you look at differently after you have a child. Especially as a father with a little girl you start to look like, oh, you start to look at situations differently. And questions come up or are posed to you that normally, for me, before I had a child, these questions or these moments probably would have been a quick thought and then boom, gone out of my mind. But now that I have a little girl, these thoughts turn into deeper questions and those questions sometimes turn into concerns. And I have a concern that I feel is legitimate. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's a trend that I'm noticing and I just would like to have a conversation. So there's a music video that I saw from this rapper named Token. The name of the song is One Like Equals which is a song talking about how um, essentially a girl goes from, well, I'll talk about the music video because the music video and the lyrics of the song fit pretty well. So in the video, it's a little girl whose mother had passed away. Open casket, the little girl takes a photo of her mother not really knowing what to post that she's looking obviously sad. The caption is, one like equals one prayer. And she posts it. So the next day, I'm assuming she's at school or she's just out somewhere. Someone around her age runs up on her, says a little girl, pulls up the post and is like, you know, kind of referencing to it. Because there's no talking in the music video the only thing that you hear is the rapper token and the lyrics 
but all the conversation and the words happening between people and the actual music videos is on mute. You can't hear what they're saying. So there's a lot of gesturing going on to help you understand what the conversation is about. So she's gesturing to the post and she's like, yeah, you know, that's me, I guess. Or like, yeah, you know, that happened. And so the the other little girl goes in and gives her a hug. And then the, uh, you know, the little girl whose mother passed away, she's, you know, feels good about that as she should. And so fast forward um, a little bit later, little girl is going, wants to go through some old photos, but decides to grab her phone. So she's going through some old photos. She sees a photo of her mom. Really nice photo of her mom. Probably something that like her mom thought she was looking cute based on the pose in it. And rather than post that photo, even though it makes the little girl happy, she finds a photo of her in like a like a tutu ballerina type outfit with her mom. And she posts that with the caption, thinking of you. And so she posted, puts her phone on the bed, and is looking through the photos. And she sees her phone lighting up. All these likes are now starting to come through. Now, now she's smiling. Fast forward. This little girl who was probably 10, 11 at the time is now probably... 15, 16 at this point. And so she's in the fo- in the mirror messing with the lamp, trying to get the lighting right, taking photos. So she takes a cute little photo, nothing, nothing really special about it. And nothing. Staring at her phone, nothing. No likes, no nothing. So now... She's concerned. She gets back in the mirror and she shows off her ass in that photo. Not necessarily like her bare ass, but like turns around in the mirror so you can see her, but then, you know what I'm saying, you could see her butt too. <laughs> or at least the, the, the shape of her butt. So she posts that and then the likes start coming in, flooded, flooded with the likes. Fast forward a little bit further, another day, she's in the mirror and she's wearing a top and she goes off the shoulder and she takes a photo and she realizes it's probably not going to be good enough. So now she starts to unbutton the top two buttons of the shirt and the top, starts taking those photos, boom, fast forward. The 16-year-old is probably now 19, 20. She's in the mirror doing her makeup. And once she's finished with her makeup, she gestures to someone saying, I'm ready. So she walks out in lingerie. Now she's on this bed, which is in like a child's room. She's on this bed in lingerie and this guy is taking photos of her, a photographer is taking photos of her, I guess he's paying her for the photos or paying her for the shoot. So, um, 
you know, she seems fine with it. And then the photo shoot's over. His phone rings. He's on the phone. He's having a conversation with somebody. My guess is, is that somebody is looking for a model. He mentions he's, he has the perfect one. It just so happens to be the one that he's with. He mentions to her that he's got a new gig. She's excited. Boom. They show up to this church for a video shoot. And you can tell kind of right away that she's not really sure what's going on. So they go to wardrobe. He's kind of showing her different different outfits. And he pulls out her outfit, which is basically like this fishnet robe and this really tiny white uh, lingerie top and bottom. Mind you, there's a bunch of people on the set, most of them men. And now she's walking out in this outfit, tons of cameras, people everywhere, lights, people talking, directing her. She's on this bed. The rapper Token is on the foot of the bed rapping. And she's supposed to, I guess she's supposed to just be like seductive looking through the music video. But she's looking uncomfortable. And at that moment, she starts to realize like she's looking around. And all these guys that are around on the set are looking at her, but they're looking at her with this look like me, right? Like they're looking at her in this animalistic kind of way. And I think at that moment, she kind of becomes overwhelmed with what's going on, becomes immediately uncomfortable and runs off. And that video two years ago three years ago me watching that video probably would have been just yeah damn that's a good ass video i like that video but i would have left it at that really now that i have a daughter i start thinking about that and the thought is shit i don't want that to be my daughter but what does that exactly mean? Right? Am I saying that I'm totally against my daughter being in music videos wearing lingerie? Am I against my daughter wearing, let's say, swimsuits and doing a photo shoot? Am I against her taking racy photos and posting them online? I mean, the answers vary, but to me, the bigger conversation is the trend that I'm noticing in that that is happening more and more today. I see it with the younger generation. I see it with my peers. I see it with women that are a little bit older than me. Hell, I've been... I'm a bit guilty in it that I've kind of aided someone else in approaching their social media like that because I think the big conversation is what to what length do these women have to showcase their bodies in order for other people to take notice of what of their talent or gift that they have what's the balance 
And I'll give you an example. So recently, I was hosting a party, and we had a well-known Instagram model. I don't know if Instagram model is like a messed up term these days. So like a social influencer or a social or digital model, whatever. Um, she's got a huge following on Instagram. And I'm outside and a couple walks by and they asked one of the security guards what's going on here tonight. And he says to her that we're having a show. There's a show tonight. And so she asks who's who's performing and so I'm listening and to me I wouldn't say that this is a show I would say it's more of an appearance by this model but I'm kind of interested in hearing this conversation more so just for the feedback and to get an understanding of if there were other people to walk by and and wanted to have this same conversation I would know the answers to give them to either entice them to come inside or get them going to where they would rather they'd probably have a better time um and so he he says that you know there's this this model <coughs> who's gonna be there and she was like you know who's who's the model and so i say the model's name and the girl knows who she is and she's like so what is she gonna do just be up there with her big ass like she's just shaking her ass or something and I started thinking what what is her talent and is she performing and if she is performing what is she performing and if it's that talent what is that talent so it got me thinking okay it's obviously it's it's an appearance right but bringing her to the club draws a crowd of people different women um from different parts of the city different men for that same reason but it's not like she's singing she's not rapping She's not telling jokes. She didn't get on the microphone. Um, You know, she was just there. But if she did have a talent, would that be the best place for her to showcase that talent? And if so, how much of her having to show off this incredible body is going to be the gateway to showing off this amazing talent or this incredible God gift that she has. Personally, I think she's, this particular model is a dope soccer player. Very talented soccer player. Obviously, the nightclub isn't the best place to showcase that. But... If she were to just showcase that and not so much of her body, would she have the same following that she does now? Probably not. Or eventually. But can you play the waiting game 
in the digital era? And the answer is no. You gotta figure out how to get hot real fast and let people figure out what your talent or or gift is later. And it's a crazy approach when you really think about it. I have another example. I have a friend who is an expert in, I don't give too much away because I'm obviously not going to say her name, but I have a friend who's kind of an expert in this one particular field. And she's been showcasing this stuff on her account for a good amount of time. You know, I'd say like six months. And for the most part, it's really just the people that she knows and maybe a little bit of people outside of that who have been paying attention to what it is that she's doing. She's great at what she does. She's very knowledgeable. And I think the content that she pushes out is is really dope stuff. Like it's stuff that could really like motivate people, make people feel good, enlighten people, maybe open their minds to a few things. Um, and that's kind of what she was pushing. That's the stuff that she was showcasing on her account. And I remember having a conversation with her one day and she was asking me, you know, Joe, what do you what do you think? Like what should I what should I be doing? And the the crazy thing was is that I'm having a conversation with her. I can be completely candid with her. The relationship that her and I have, we can be completely honest and she won't get like offended. Um and I know that she's very secure with who she is as a person and as a woman. <clears throat> so I can suggest certain things and she won't totally be offended, but she'll also have a better understanding of what it is that I'm trying to say. And so I told her straight up, I was like, look, if you want, as fucked up as this sounds, if you want more attention, you're going to have to sexy this thing up a little bit. You know, she's an attractive, she's an attractive girl very curvy and that is something that would get a lot of attention I pretty much told her showcase a little bit of that with a little bit of what it is that you're already doing and you're probably going to get more attention and for I wouldn't suggest that with everyone but I, I know that for her, I could suggest that and she would find a place that was comfortable as far as like how much she wanted to show. Um, and she'd stay in that space and wouldn't go past it. So I, I knew that like I could suggest that and she'd figure out, she knew what I was talking about. <clears throat> and sure enough, the shit worked. I kid you not, like... She's gotten more followers, she's getting more views, and it's great. Like, she does, she really showcases more of what she's an expert in than she does her body, but it's a balance, right? Like, it's totally a balance, and she has to balance it out, but it's just fucking crazy how that works, right? And so, I go back to that music video, and I start thinking about different girls that I know that I see on Instagram and that I used to see on Snapchat I'm not on Snapchat anymore and it gets me thinking about what is it that 
are you trying to showcase your body or are you showcasing your body in the hopes that people will notice something else on your page and if that's the case god damn that's some crazy bait and it's crazy that it's come to that because what's the buy-in gonna be as the years go on because it's hard to get noticed already like if you've got a talent great but if you've got a talent and you're fine with an incredible body yeah your talent's gonna get noticed a little bit quicker because everybody's trying to see that body women too probably more women follow these digital models than men to be quite honest I know for a fact that the model that we brought out there were there were more men that were there because of the birthday parties that were there but the women that were there was a certain caliber of women you know what I mean like mostly set mostly seven and a half and eights in the building as far as the women go that that's just kind of what what showcasing that can garner if you can get a big enough following I guess and it's like so what are you showcasing or what is your talent or is there no talent at all (coughs) I think for some there may not even be any talent no gift other than the body and the face that they have like even girls that strip like if they're dope on the pole like that's a talent or a skill you gotta practice that shit it's not like anybody can just jump up on the pole slide down that thing doing a 360 helicopter like nah and drop it and keep it popping at the same time like nah that's a that's talent I don't care what you I don't care what you say that's talent but if you just out here posting photos and you got a big booty and a thin waist okay for what and that's what gets me thinking as a father like damn I don't want my daughter to be that one where you're just posting just showing off there's no talent or skill associated with it you're just showing off your body now let's say her showing off her body is essentially a buy-in to showcasing her talent yeah we're gonna have to have a conversation but at the same time who should I be more upset at her for wanting to buy in or societal norms for making the buy-in so high and the messed up part is is that I really can't be too hard against it because myself I'm at fault for contributing to it but it's just a crazy thought I mean I, I know some girls who it seems like it seems like every weekend, I mean, I'm learning the tricks of the trade, but it seems like every other weekend 
these girls are out of town. And it's like, I know you're not out here tricking. Well, I don't know that, but I'm really assuming you're not that type. So I don't think, I don't think you're doing that. You're not out here hoeing. So, but you're from this state to that state, back home all the time, like, what are you doing? But that's when I started to find out the trick to the trade. Oh, y'all are putting some shit in some drafts, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know how it is. You go to New York for one week, take two weeks worth of photos, post that first week, let a week die, post that second week, Oh, you back out there again? Mm, yeah, okay. You're, you're flexing. But really, you capping. This shit's weak. Drake said in one of his songs, I knew a girl who just wanted to go to Rome. And when she finally went to Rome, all she did was post pictures on her IG to people back home. Like, shit's crazy, dog. I don't get it. Like, there are girls who I've been following, who I know, like, in real life. Fuck Instagram. I know them in real life. Who, over the years, it's like I've been watching their transformation. Or, like, I've been watching their account transform from this version of themselves who I'm more so familiar with to like this sexy video video vixen I was gonna say IG model video vixen style of photos and it's crazy to watch it's crazy to watch I don't have too much against it per se because Reluctantly, I understand the business of it, and I understand that if you do it correctly, you can properly leverage your followers into money, <clears throat> similar to how the model that was at the party I was hosting, you could leverage your following into appearances and get some money that way, but it's the whole shit is just crazy to me and it really makes me wonder how many of these women are having to kind of just I don't want to say do shit like this because it makes it sound like they don't want to do these things when obviously you know either they're posing for the photo or they themselves are taking the photo but even more so at the very least they're posting the shit right but it's it's tough when and I'm sure a lot of these women realize it a lot of women are smarter than men and I'm sure they realize that you know they're showing this off in order to have X be seen. And I'm sure for some, I'd like, I'd like to think most, 
would like to believe that it's fucking stupid that they have to approach it that way. And I think it is, but at the same time, I think for some women, it's also empowering to build that kind of confidence, to have the bravery to post yourself exposed like that to a public audience that would, you know, naturally criticize you in your most vulnerable state. You know, you gotta be brave to post something like that. But at the same time, what what are you trying to get in return out of posting that? And I think that's the larger question. And if my daughter can't give me an answer to that question, her ass don't need to be posting shit like that. And if you can't answer that question, do you think you should post shit like that? Think about it. Brush up. Some things in life are better unseen. But when you're out of the country, you should be curious enough to want to see almost everything. I made that mistake in Thailand. And this is the story of the infamous ping pong show. So, I had the opportunity to go to Thailand, as some of you probably heard or listened to on previous podcasts about my story of watching a a demonstration in Thailand during the protest. Quick backstory, before I graduated college, I had the opportunity to either go to summer school or do a study abroad in Thailand and graduate that way with the remaining credits that I needed. No brainer, especially if I could use financial aid to get me to Thailand. So one of the things that we did out there was go to Phuket, which is an island on uh, just a little bit outside of Thailand. It's a Thai island beautiful island absolutely beautiful to this day one of the prettiest beaches i had ever been to outside of there there's the pp islands where i forgot what movie was shot there there was some well-known movie that was shot there but the water there is breathtaking what i didn't know about phuket in Thailand really in general until we got there was that Thailand is one of the sex tourism capitals of the world and that was no more apparent than when we got to Phuket (laughs) Thailand so where we were staying we were staying in this nice uh, little hotel super chill but you walk out um, maybe, I guess it'd be the equivalent maybe like two blocks because we had to walk, well, no, it was a little bit further. It was maybe three city blocks. Not that far, but, you know, not that close as well. You pass a couple stores, you pass a 7-Eleven, you pass some restaurants, a bike shop, and then you reach kind of this space where on the right side, there's a nightclub, this very big nightclub, and then on the left, there's this split, like a long kind of alleyway where there's, it's, it's open. It's probably as wide as uh, like two lanes, like on, on, the, on the road. On, if I look all the way down, going all the way down at the end of it is the beach. 
and down at the end of the beach are, um, you know, it's just like cabana, like, I guess, are those cabanas? Whatever, like the chairs with the umbrellas, um, you know, just shit like that, right? And so on the left are the local bars, and then on the right are what look like to be nightclubs. Now, during the day, this place is a whole, it's a totally different place. At least it looks completely different. It's a little bit quieter. Um, you know, there's two alleys. The one, the first one on the left is where you can go and buy, like, merchandise. It's also where you can go and buy, like, counterfeit stuff. You know what I mean? Go ahead and get you the fake Gucci, fake Louis knockoff stuff. Like, and the way that they go and do that is, is very similar to, I guess, how they do it in New York. Like, someone kind of just gives you a look and just like, hey, I got it. And you tell them you want it, then they start sending you on these crazy paths and twists and turns. And before you know it, you're inside some shipping container full of all the latest and greatest. So during the day, pleasant little restaurants or whatever, like at least on the left, like the little bars, the World Cup was happening at this time. So a lot of people were watching the matches. The nighttime comes around and the place comes alive. It transforms into a whole nother thing, right? A whole nother beast, so to speak, right? So at nighttime, that nightclub is lit up like a goddamn slot machine in Las Vegas. Like the lights coming off of it are insane. You can't ignore it. It gets so bright, you absolutely can't ignore it. And so one thing that we had to do was check out this area at night. So we go ahead and bang a left and we start walking down. Now, the first thing that you notice are the people now in the middle of like this open space, right? There's just an abundance of people, but it's different kinds of people. So like on the left where the local bars are, you've got a lot of the locals drinking beer, watching the matches. On the right side, these look like nightclubs now. But what you find out is that these are not nightclubs. These are strip clubs. And further into the back are the nightclubs. So there's like, it's like strip club, strip club, strip club, nightclub, strip club, strip club, nightclub, nightclub, strip club, strip club. You get the picture, right? And so we, we're walking because we're like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, uh, you know, what's the deal? What's it, what's it really like out here? We're trying to figure it out. And so we're walking. One thing that I noticed that was surprising was the children. Mind you, it's, it's what, 1130 at night. It's, uh, like a Tuesday. And there's kids out there working, right? So what they do is they sell these necklaces. They've got these necklaces that they make out of like these flowers. And they're all trying to to sell the necklaces and shit, right? Cool, whatever. And uh, the crazy part is it's kind of like, well, like, don't y'all got school or something? And then you realize, no. They don't have school because this is Thailand. This is not America. It's not the same kind of system. And most importantly, it's not the same amount of money. 
at all. It's definitely not the same amount of money. And so you're starting to realize, like, damn, these kids are out here because they gotta be. They're out here working, getting this bread. And then when you start realizing that, it's like, god damn, that's such a sad, such a sad thing. So then you wanna help them out. The problem is, is you help one of them out, oh, you gotta help all of them out. You gotta help all of them out now. And I don't know if that's what you want. I don't know if that's what you want to do. But anyway, so now you're walking, you're dealing with these kids that are all kind of like, all right, you know, they're running around trying to, you know, sell you stuff. You got lights, there's music pumping. You hear the sounds of the, the fucking World Cup. There's just a lot going on right now. You know what I mean? There's just a lot happening that you're trying to process. And all of a sudden, you start hearing these people yelling at you, ping pong show, ping pong show, ping pong show, ping pong show, see ping pong show. You're like, the fuck is a ping pong show? And they have these menus, right? They got these menus, laminated menus, and they're trying to show you like the prices on the menu. And the the part I'm trying to understand, not only am I trying to understand how not even like okay so how i'm trying to figure out how to communicate like what is going on like what is what is this that we're actually seeing like what am i paying for because essentially what they're trying to to have me do is you i guess entry is free but you have to buy a drink that's how that works. So if you buy a drink, you get free entry. And we get free entry into something that I I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this is. I don't know if I want to see this. And they're not really explaining what it is except that it's a ping pong show and it has something to do with women. And so I'm like, okay, I'm assuming it's probably like a strip club and I have an idea of what I think a ping pong show might be, but I have no idea. And the part that's throwing me off is that there are multiple men trying to sell this ping pong show. But it's not like they're all from the same place. Like these are, this is competition. They're all in competition with one another trying to lure in tourists to come see this ping pong show. So we finally oblige, right? We go into the, we go in, buy, it's me and three, three of my uh, classmates. We go in, we buy, uh, we were, fuck, I was already halfway smacked at this time. I was drinking, like, this rum that they got out there. It's crazy as fucking rum and uh, Red Bull. But, like, we found out that Red Bull is made out there. And they got some different kind of Red Bull out there. Like, they don't got the Red Bull carbonated drinks. They've got the syrup. Like, they sell Red Bull as a syrup, like, goddamn syrup in a, a tiny glass vial that you can just take straight to the head. And it's it's thick and it's syrupy. Like, it's, but, like, that's just what they, like, it's the craziest fucking thing. Like, I thought I was taking, like, 
some sort of like fucking drug or something when I was when I was taking this shit. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean. That shit have you fucking wired, right? The first time I had some of that stuff, we went to this nightclub out there, and uh, I ended up in like this breakdance battle. That's like another story in itself. So we get into this ping pong show. Now, before I go any further, I'd like to say what I'm about to describe to you may make you squeamish, may be a bit disturbing. It's most definitely very explicit. And for a lot of women, it may make you very uncomfortable. I'm warning you now. Five, four, three, two, one. So we're sitting there. I want you to imagine a nightclub. We're sitting in this nightclub and it's kind of like, I don't want to say stadium seating because it's not necessarily that. It's more of kind of there's the main stage and then right after the main stage, there's like an elevated area behind it, and then there's another set of tables. The only place you can sit at are either right at the main stage or at these tables where you could sit like two to four people. Two of my classmates who are disgusting, they decide to go sit up at the stage. Me and another one of my more passive classmates, we decide to sit in the second row the elevated back because we don't know what the fuck this is and we don't necessarily want to be stuck in the front row of some shit we don't know about especially when after they've kind of kept yelling ping pong show ping pong show now we're trying to get an idea of what this shit is and all we can come to the conclusion of is these women are probably shooting ping pong balls out of their pussies that's probably what's happening here and as much as we don't want to see it uh yeah we do we do kind of want to see this at the same time so it's like uh, okay we're gonna go see it so now we're sitting there and they've got you know just a regular they got a girl come out she's dancing you know what i mean stripping no problems dancing she's done okay there's more people coming into the club Another girl comes up there on stage. She's just dancing, doing her thing. They don't tip the women on stage. Instead, what they do is that when they're, the women are done, they come off stage and they walk around with kind of like a tip basket and you, you tip them while they walk by, which is, I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's pretty dope. I mean, it's, I guess it's fair. I guess that's like the fairest way that you could, you could possibly do that. But, um, so after the second girl, it seems like, I don't know, it, it kind of felt like it's like, the, like, here's the, here's like the, the feature attraction, you know what I mean? Like, no more people are coming in anymore, there's, uh, like, I don't know, it just, it just seems like the doors were shut, like, you can't see the doors, obviously, but it felt kind of like, at this point now the doors are shut and it's about to go down so this now this woman comes out on on stage older woman right probably i'm guessing in her 40s early late 30s early 40s 
right? So she comes out on stage, not like, not with the same enthusiasm as like the other girls, right? Which leads me to believe that this lady here is the performer, right? This is the ping pong show. So now I'm looking down at my classmates like, oh shit, it's about to go down and they got a front row seat. Like, oh my God, what's about to happen? So she comes out and uh, she's now, uh, the difference between her and the other girls is that she's coming out wearing a skirt, right? The other girls, they came out wearing, um, you know, lingerie or bikinis, right? She's wearing a skirt. And I later find, you find out quickly as to why she's wearing a skirt and not lingerie. And it's because she needs, she needs access. And the access she needs is open access. So there are a number of tricks. And yes, I'd like to, I'll call them tricks because these, what I saw this woman do was nothing short of miraculous and it was at this moment I understood more about childbirth than any other class or video could possibly teach me in my entire life so the first trick that she does is that there's a cup there's like a bowl like a fish bowl um, on the ground and so the first trick she does is she walks over stands over the fish bowl and boop Drops tennis ball right into the fishbowl. No hands, people. No hands. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that shit is crazy. Right? My mind is blown. Like, man, like, to think of the accuracy for something like that, like, that's not easy. It ain't easy just to drop that. I know it's not easy just to drop that thing in there. Like, imagine if you're just standing above and you just try to drop it in like that can't be easy that can't be easy at all and so now you got this lady and she's dropping it with her without any goddamn hands so then after that picks up the ping pong ball puts it back up in there and now i'm like wait a minute what is what is she gonna do now what's what's the next trick that she's getting ready to do So she takes the ping pong ball, puts it back up in that thing, lays back on, lays on her back, throws her legs up, shoots that goddamn ping pong ball up into the air, catches it with her hand. I said, holy shit. This is some next, this is some next level shit right here. I never seen no shit like this. This is getting fucking crazy right here. This is the next level shit right here. And so then now I'm like, my mind is blown. And at this point, I'm like, I'm fully entertained. I could walk out and be totally okay at this point without seeing anything else. I'd be totally straight. I don't need to see anything else. But there was more. Oh, there was so much more. There was so much more. So after that, you thought that was bad. 
brace yourself for the next set of tricks. So after that, she grabs a bottle. And in this bottle is some sort of uh, liquid, right? It's clear, you don't know what it is, right? So she adds, uh, like, somebody brought, like, I forgot what it was. Something to pretty much, like, show you that, like, there's water actually in there. And uh, I guess her, I guess her vagina was very thirsty because her vagina then guzzled a uh, 16-ounce bottle of water. And then her vagina decided that it actually did not want the water. And after holding all of the water while standing up, her vagina then decided that it was going to spit all of the water back into the bottle while the bottle was still in her vagina's mouth. It was the wildest shit I had ever seen. Like, at this point, now I feel like I'm looking at a magician. Like, this is some next level shit. Like, at first, I was kind of thrown off. Now, I'm thoroughly entertained. But now... I'm kind of confused because I'm like, how the fuck did she, how'd she do that? Like, how is that? Understanding anatomy, I would have thought that the water would just be gone. How did she keep the water inside? Is there a pocket there that I don't know about? Now I'm trying to figure all this shit out. I'm trying to figure it all out now. And so then I'm like, well, what else could she possibly do? There was so much more that she could do. Next trick involved a balloon. So then someone walks out on stage holding a balloon, right? Lady holding a balloon. They bring out this dart with a big old feather on it, right? Which later I realized was not for decoration. It was so that you could see this dart travel through the air. Because what was going to happen was that this woman was going to take this dart. She was going to give it to her assistant, which uh, or the magician, which in this case was her vagina. And uh, the magician was going to shoot the dart to the balloon, which was in between the other girl's legs. And the balloon was going to pop. And sure enough, that is exactly what the fuck happened. And I was shocked. I'm in there. My jaws dropped. Like, what the fuck am I witnessing here? Like, this is the wildest shit I'd ever seen in my life. All for like $8. The equivalent of eight American dollars. I'm seeing all of this shit. I got... I mean, I could have got a beer and this show all for $8. Like, goddamn, like, there's nothing, uh, like, this is, this is fucking insane. This is the wildest shit I had ever seen in my entire fucking life. And it probably didn't help that I was low-key faded because now I'm really tripping like, God, what the the fuck is going on in here? Like, this is some next level shit happening in here. 
So now I'm just thrown all the way the fuck off with this shit. But then the tricks just keep on coming, right? Like, there was another trick that involved a banana where she threw the banana. Well, hold on. Where the magician uh, ate the banana, swallowed the banana whole, and then coughed up the banana whole. What? What? You ever seen anybody do that before? I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that in my entire fucking life. I've never seen anything like that. But then it took a turn. And it took a turn fast. Like, if they would have turned on the lights and told all of us to leave after the banana trick, I would have been okay with that. I would have been perfectly okay with all right, I paid, you know, I paid my however many bot for this. I was entertained. I'm a bit disturbed, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. But then, but then, <sighs> all right, so this is when it gets weird. So, for those of you who are like, uh, it's not weird already, no. Unfortunately, no. It is not weird yet. Here's when it gets weird. So, they bring out, like, another bowl, like, another fish bowl, and she, she, uh, she walks back out, like, she went to, like, the they gave her like you know in between all this they like give her like a, a towel and shit and you know whatever um you know whatever you give an assistant to give the magician to make sure the magician can continue the tricks but um you you, you see them bring out another fishbowl and she walks over and she stands over the fishbowl and something falls right orange falls and it's like oh okay like we're getting back to the ping pong trick so we must be done right so this must be like is this like maybe there's like you know he's just running it back then the ping pong ball starts moving in the fish in the fish bowl and that's when you realize that that is not a ping pong ball that my friend is a goldfish yeah that's a goldfish, and it's alive. And swimming. Swimming in that bowl. It is, uh... Yeah. Yeah, she is, uh, it's fucked up. Very weird. And at that moment, it was like, okay. I think I'm good here. I think I'm good here. But wait. There's more because the finale of the trick was the she's so they so they take the fishbowl away as they display the fish swimming to everyone to see. And then they bring out a what are those birds called? Very little tiny birds, like the little singing birds, like the little marriage birds or whatever. They're very tiny. They're probably about as tall as like a man's index finger, right? Not large at all. 
and uh, she's got a bird, and you just start thinking, no, no, she's not going to do it, nope, 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 oh, no, she did it, she did it, she gave the bird to her, she gave the bird to the magician, and the magician swallowed the bird whole. Oh, God. What am I doing here? Oh, my God. At that moment, I start, question, I start questioning things that I've done in my past. What I want to do with the rest of my life as far as my future. Like, I'm starting to question just the, the choices I'm making in my life. And the path that it's sending me on as I'm witnessing this happening not so not so far in front of me and at that moment i start to realize like this this is a different kind of place this is a different kind of place and as i'm still trying to contemplate my existence the magician spits the bird back out and the bird starts flapping its wings as the assistant holds the bird for everyone to to see on display on her finger the the show ends and the assistant walks around with a tip basket asking for tips as the singing bird waits patiently on the basket as they walk around collecting tips that is a ping pong show. If anyone in Thailand ever asks if you want to see it, you can, but you've been warned. I can never, ever unsee that shit ever again. God. Is it wrong that I went to like three different other strip clubs after that? 